0: It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. If you leave the ERS out of my web address, you'll end up on Susan Palmer's A Quilt Life website. It's so great to know that we can work together as quilters. You'll easily see that she lives up to her mission statement of to create, grow, and support the quilting and art community. You can see Susan fulfilling this statement, especially in the town of Mukilteo, and also with the Kama Beach quilters. When I first heard of Susan, she was making it possible for quilters to get their own designs on fabric at prices below retail. Susan, I am so happy to get to talk to you today. I have a friend, Susan Palmer, here in Marietta, Ohio, and it was fun to see her name pop up and it be you. So (laughs) I am so glad to get to talk with you.
1: That's amazing. It's really exciting to talk with you too. Thank you for having me. Uh Uh-huh. Let's go back to where were you born and raised? I was born in Seattle, Washington, and I was raised about 20 miles north of Seattle in a town called Edmonds.
0: Was that a big town or a little town?
1: Well, when I was there, it was a little town. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's quite large, but it was definitely a town that you could Send your kids out and tell them to be back before dark and they would be gone playing and biking all day long.
0: Fun. Share a special childhood memory.
1: Well, one that comes to mind when people ask me that. I've always been an artist, even as a tiny child. My earliest memory was my mom and her friend were taking a watercolor class. And every time she got her watercolors out, I would want to crawl up into her lap and paint with her. So I've always been interested in anything that's creative. My mom used to say I ruined her watercolor career because I wanted to paint with her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I was just picturing that would make a beautiful picture of a mother holding her daughter in front of the canvas.
1: Yes, it's a great, warm memory I have.
0: Neat. Did you have other employment besides your quilting?
1: Oh my gosh, I've had every kind of job you possibly could think of. My first job in high school, I cleaned puppy cages in a pet store. As a young adult, I moved to California and I was a ride operator on Knott's Farm. And I've been a maid, I've been a darkroom technician, I've been a veterinary's assistant, um, you name it, I've probably have done that job.
0: Wow. So what I'm hearing in that is you love animals.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just put a new hummingbird feeder outside my window, and I am sitting here watching the hummingbirds. So it's very fun. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I've fostered animals through my life, and I've been a failure foster mother. I've kept A couple of puppies. (laughs) So yeah, I love animals.
0: You grew up in Edmonds. And how did you get from Edmonds to where you are now?
1: Well, when I was 20, I was going to community college in Seattle. And my career path was photography at that point. So I actually went down to Santa Barbara, California. But quick stop down in Anaheim area to go to community college to take a few classes that I needed and then up to Santa Barbara to a school called Brooks Institute of Photography. After that I moved up to Portland, Oregon and had a job in a commercial photography studio as a photography assistant and then that ended and I decided to come back home I talked with my mother, and we decided to buy a house together. And we found one in Stanwood, Washington, which is actually about an hour north of Seattle. So that's how I, I'm here in Stanwood, Washington now. Wow. All that traveling, and he ended up back home. Isn't that funny?
0: <laughs> you mentioned... Knott's Berry Farm, and my mind is going back. I was born in Westminster, California. Okay. And my mom always talked about they could go to Knott's Berry Farm. It was before it became an amusement park, and Uh they had seals there. Oh. So I take it they don't have the seals anymore.
1: Well, you know... Actually, probably about six months before I left, they actually did open up a small aquarium where they had a sea lion show. But it's been years now since I've been there. I don't know if they still have that or not. Interesting. It was a fun job to have as a young adult. Definitely. Yeah, that would be. The best part was sending a young man up into a, a ride that was a bit scary, and it always seemed like the men were more scared than the women. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's fun to watch people. It is.
0: It is. Besides quilting, are there other crafts you do or have done?
1: Well, right now I'm into surface design. Since the pandemic and having to stay at home so much, I always wanted to design my own fabrics, and I came across a wonderful woman, Anne LaFollette,
0: uh-huh.
1: and she has a great web class to teach you how to make repeating patterns with Adobe Illustrator. And so I started taking that class, and that eventually got me to Bonnie Christine's class, which is also a teacher of Adobe Illustrator, and I have taken off, and I'm designing my own fabric, and I've actually just printed on some beautiful fabric my first collection, so I'm very excited about that. I got to meet Anne on Clubhouse. She is wonderful. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a very patient teacher. That's the most wonderful thing about her.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that fabric later on, so hold that thought. Okay. How about other hobbies?
1: Well, I've always been a photographer, so I always have a camera available to take pictures wherever I'm at. Right before the pandemic hit, a friend of mine and I purchased a couple of electric bikes called Rad Bikes. They're wonderful. They're really sturdy, hefty bikes, but they fold up and we can put them in our car and drive to different parks and ride our bikes all day. So it's really nice to be able to have that extra power to go up hills, but you still feel like you have a workout. And it's just fun seeing different parks.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Have you come across
1: a specific park that you really like? Well, you know, actually... My favorite place right now is up in Birch Bay, Washington, which is very close to the border. You can actually see Canada from different points in Birch Bay and you can see the Peace Arch Park, which is the crossing in Washington to British Columbia, but it's so beautiful and they have a beautiful beach that you can walk on for hours, but you can also bike for hours too. So it's really fun.
0: Do you think any of your hobbies show up in your quilting?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely get inspired by nature and what you see. The collection that I just did is of seashells. So I'm doing a lot of quilting, thinking about the ocean and sea. And I also have a long arm quilting machine. So I do a lot of waves and you might not think you're getting inspired, but it definitely comes through.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Who introduced you to quilting or how
0: did you get started with quilting?
1: That I would have to give my grandmother credit for that. We never quilted together, but she had quilts in her house that we all loved that she had made. So I think that was my first introduction to quilting was sleeping under her quilts. She was a big embroiderer and she Taught me all the different embroidery knots and stitches and fun things like that. But then when I was in high school, I remember going to a fabric store and picking up some fabric and trying to make my first quilt by myself, (laughs) which was not very successful at all. (laughs) I don't think I ever finished it. But then when I was in Portland, Oregon, there was a wonderful fabric shop called Daisy Kingdom. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you at all. They used to also make little girls clothes that would match their mothers in the 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. But that's where I took my first official quilt class was at Daisy Kingdom and fell in love with petting fabric and, and matching fabric and finding just the right color to go with each piece. And that's where I got started. Wow. Wow. They put out some
0: pretty neat stuff,
1: didn't they? They did. I'm still mourning that they're no longer around. Yeah.
0: Do you happen to have a favorite quilt or quilt pattern?
1: Well, yeah. I have to give Ruth McDowell credit for my favorite kind of quilt and quilt pattern. She makes picture quilts, and she has a great method that she taught She has a few books out now that she's retired from teaching that really maps out how you can take your favorite photo and turn it into a beautiful quilt. And so I just love that method of going from a photograph and being able to create your own pattern and creating a beautiful quilt from it.
0: I think you just tied in another one of your hobbies to quilting. (laughs)
1: that's true I love quilting quilting is my favorite thing to do
0: that's so neat that your photography can show up in your quilting
1: that's true that's true hadn't thought
0: about that (laughs) and while you're quilting what tool do you use that you are so happy to have
1: it's got to be the seam ripper (laughs) (laughs) It's probably number one. You have to fall in love with your seam ripper if you're gonna be a quilter. There's no way to get around it. You're gonna to have to take out some seams that you have made a mistake on. So if you're a new quilter out there, just just get over it and enjoy the process. I love my omni grid eight and a half by twenty-four ruler for cutting and also. When I go to the store and I get a new group of fabrics, it's wonderful to use that to wrap the fabric around to make a nice, easy fold to store it in. But the weight of that Omnigrid when you're cutting your fabric, it's really great. It helps keep the line steady so when you're cutting, you're not making a mistake with your rotary blade.
0: Huh, I've heard of the 6.5 by 24, but... An eight and a half by 24. That sounds really neat.
1: It is. It just gives that extra weight from the six and a half that really helps you with keeping your line straight. Oh, neat. Another one that I think you should always have is a quarter inch seam foot for any sewing machine you have. I think that just helps you become more clean and professional looking. You don't have to worry about your lines moving if you have that quarter inch seam foot. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, do you know if that foot can be found pretty much at any quilt shop? You would have to find it where you bought your sewing machine. Every sewing machine is different, but all of them have the quarter inch seam foot these days. Okay.
0: What's your favorite part of the quilting process?
1: I love it all. <laughs> except, except your question that I hear a lot. I am not a binder. I love to put the binding on the quilt, but doing the hand binding in the back is just, doesn't thrill me. So I actually have friends that we swap jobs and they usually end up binding my quilts for me, which is very nice. But I love the process of going out, finding that special fabric and putting it together, just deciding what kind of pattern I want to use this fabric with and the whole process. It's very meditating to me. Neat. That's
0: interesting about the binding. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I think about the binding, I think of the whole process of binding. But evidently that's two different
1: steps, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It's I don't know. I just don't seem to have the strength no matter what needle I use. Maybe somebody can tell me out there. I just don't have the strength to get that needle through the fabric after about a foot of <laughs> <laughs> hand sewing.
0: <laughs> what was your worst quilting experience?
1: Well, it was quite embarrassing, actually. When I first started putting patterns together myself and putting fabrics together, I made this beautiful, I thought beautiful quilt for my husband. I found this amazing fabrics to use. I even used a beautiful minky fake fur back on it. I was just so proud of it. It was giant. It was like a king-size quilt. And I quilted it so beautifully. I put words of love in different languages in quilting. I was just so proud. And I took it to my one of my favorite guilds for show and tell. And I took it out of the bag and I held it up. And I just kind of saw a lot of blank looks on faces when i was showing it and I looked over at the quilt and all I could see were unfortunately swastikas in the quilt and I was so devastated and so embarrassed and I apologized and of course it was a group of wonderful quilting ladies that knew me pretty well so (laughs) they knew that it wasn't something that I meant to do (laughs) for sure but oh my gosh So that quilt went away quite fast. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was really bad.
0: (laughs) That symbol. I don't know if I've shared this story before, but when I was in fifth grade, I saw the boys in my class drawing Airplanes, war stuff, um, and they had that neat symbol that I saw them draw on these papers. So I went home and carved that symbol on my mom's piano. Oh no. Yeah. She was (laughs) not happy. (laughs) Nothing like making
1: something permanent. (laughs) Keep carving a flower into that. Why do
0: you make quilts?
1: It's a good question. Like I said earlier, that I've always been a creative artist type person. If anybody ever asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up was an artist. And I never knew where I wanted to go with it. I was a good drawer. I wasn't great at watercolors. I love photography. And when I came across fabric and the feel and texture of fabric and the different patterns in fabric it just spoke to me and I just fell in love with all of that and it just became my medium. I just love fabric and some days when I'm need some pick me up I'll go into my stash and I will just grab some fabrics out of my stash and I'll pet them and I'll look at them and I'll match fabrics together that I never think that would go well together I've just fallen in love with fabric.
0: Isn't that a neat feeling, especially when you're getting ready to do a quilt and you pull those fabrics and you just stand there or sit there and look at them? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. One of my other jobs that I have had recently was a quilting rep for fabric companies. And so I'm a lucky person that gets to go to all the quilt shops in Washington and Oregon and help them find fabric to sell in their quilt shop. What a fun uh, job. Oh, so much fun. And of course, fabrics come in collections. They're usually between eight to 16 different pieces of fabric in each collection. But as a quilter, I've never been a person that has taken a whole collection and just used it. I've always picked pieces out And found other collections or other pieces from other designers to put together. So that's one of my favorite things is just to find the perfect fabric that really isn't meant to go together.
0: Yeah. I love doing that because I want my quilt to be unique. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Who do you make your quilts for? I honestly have to say I make them for myself and once I'm starting a quilt then I might think oh this might be a really good quilt for my niece or my mom or my sister but the starting of a quilt always comes selfishly from me because I have to really enjoy the process if I get somebody else involved or somebody gives me some fabrics and asks me to make a quilt for them It's such a struggle for some reason. I have to be inspired at first to make that quilt. I'll have to say most of the UFOs I have right now are quilts that people have asked me to make for them. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, but I love being able to have a group of quilts and say, here, pick one out that you like. So I do have a closet full of quilts. So if anybody needs a quilt would like a quilt. They can pick out their favorite.
0: That's nice. At least you have finished ones.
1: Yes, lots of finished quilts. What are you
0: working on right now?
1: Mm, I have so many things I'm working on right now. My long arm quilting machine, I have uh, quilts from a group of ladies They're called the Kama Beach Quilters. And Kama Beach is a state park close to where I live. And they have these beautiful cabins at the park. And they have quilts in the cabins. So when people stay there, they have a quilt to sleep under. They also sell the quilts to raise money for the park for their educational purposes. So they keep me busy. They usually give me between 60 to 75 quilts a year to quilt for them so I'm actually have to turn down other quilters wow Uh, yeah it's quite fun because they don't have any expectation of what they want as far as quilting and so they just say here Susan go at it and I get to put my art into their quilts which is very exciting
0: that's neat and beach is in their name and you like beach themes so absolutely cool Yeah. Share a quilting tip.
1: My quilting tip comes from my long arm quilting. And when you're making a top, the last thing that you do is you put your border on your quilt. And at that time, I know that most quilters just want to get it done. And so they just take their strip and they start from the top and they continue to just so straight down but it's so important so so important for you to measure your top and pin your borders I cannot say that more importantly the hardest thing for a long arm quilter is when they get down to the bottom of your quilt after quilting it and find out that your borders are way too long on the bottom and there's just no way to fix it without unstitching a lot of quilting and taking your border off and cutting it down and sewing it back onto your quilt. So I would say measure three places, the middle, the top third, and the bottom third, and make your borders, pin your borders in to make them fit. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's the way I was taught to do it. So I haven't experienced just putting the fabric on there and trying to make it work. <laughs> Describe how you went from having quilting as a hobby to making it a business.
1: Well, like I said, I've been quilting for quite a long time and I ended up working at the phone company and the job that I had was in the business department and as you know phone companies went from local service to cellular service and when that happened they closed down my department and because I love quilting so much I always thought after talking to my husband and his suggestion was why don't you take your nest egg and purchase a long arm quilting machine and become a long armer So I thought that's an amazing idea. And I did research and found a wonderful Gamel long arm, purchased it. And within a couple of months, I was quilting for other people after taking quite a few different classes.
0: Wow. Did your business slowly grow or did it seem to multiply quickly?
1: It multiplied quickly for sure. All I had to do is put my name out there and we have a lot of quilt guilds in our area. I just went and visited them, let them know I was available and pretty soon I had more quilts than I knew what to do with.
0: Wow. And what is the name of your business and how did you come up with it?
1: Well, that's a good question. My business when I started was called Blue Orchid Quilting and the funny story about that happens to be about my husband also we were on a long car trip and i was trying to figure out a name for my business and throughout the whole car trip i would just spit out names and my husband ignored me all day long he didn't react at all and finally i said blue orchid and he went "Ooh." And I'm like, okay, I guess that's the name of my business. (laughs) Now, the funny thing is after I started that in 2007, and after all that time, I've come to realize that orchid is a really hard word for a lot of people. When they see it, they want to say orchid, and they don't know how to spell it if they're needing to write it down. So (laughs) I recently, like within the last little bit over a year, have just changed the name of my business to A Quilt Life with Susan Palmer. And so I actually have aquiltlife.com as my website address. That's great.
0: I think a lot more people will be able to find you that way.
1: I think they'll be able to find both of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I think you just told us when you opened your long
1: arm business. Yeah, it's March of 2007. I can't believe it's been that long ago. Wow. I've learned a lot.
0: Now, going back to 2007, how did you feel when that first customer brought you a quilt to be quilted?
1: Nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I had a stack of my own quilt tops that I had been working on for quite a few months. So I felt like I had the process down pretty well. So I knew I could do what they were asking on their quilts and felt pretty proud of that first quilt when I gave it back to them and they were happy. Luckily, close to that is when the head of the Kama Beach Quilters found me two ways, one, she actually goes to the same church as my mother, and my mom happened to mention it in church one day that I was opening a long-arm business, and then I met her again at a local quilt meeting where she was the president that year. She's also the head of the Kama Beach Quilters. Her name's Pam Fragritzen. She is an amazing woman. Go get her, but with her help, she gave me her first batch of quilt tops from the ladies at Camba beach and we've been going ever since and it's been wonderful
0: wow so right from the start you got that business that's great
1: it was an amazing luck
0: you might have already answered this how did you start professionally quilting for others
1: Yeah, I basically let the quilt shops in the area know that I was available and went to Quilt Guild meetings, showed examples of my own quilts and how I quilted it. I did get a Statler long arm quilter, so I did have the ease of the computer to start with. So it made it a whole lot simple. People give the computerized Long arms, a little bit of criticism because they don't feel like it's as artistic as somebody actually pushing the machine. But it's just another piece of equipment, and you can do so much with the machine, and you are guiding and telling the machine where you want it quilted. So it's just an amazing another tool in the toolbox
0: yeah from my understanding to calculate where those stitches need to go within the block that's on the quilt it's a great tool to help but yeah you need that artistic ability to do it
1: absolutely and your hands are on that machine most of the time guiding it making sure it's going to hit that area that you want it to hit so yeah it's wonderful
0: Now, I wanted to jump back to this surface design. You're working on the fabric.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You said you took a class from Anne to start with. Now, how did you hear about Anne?
1: You know, luckily, she advertised on Facebook, and I just happened to see it. She was doing a free class called Doodles to Dollars, and I thought, well, free is a great place to start. And it was a full week class. She was an amazing teacher even in that I had all the steps I really needed to create the repeating patterns so she gave that to everybody for free and then after that she had an eight-week class that was reasonably priced and went into more details and more of the tools that are in Adobe Illustrator basically a deep dive into Adobe Illustrator and taught that class. So it was just perfect Providence timing, being home because of COVID and being able to go through those classes. She just popped up at the exact time that a group of us needed.
0: Wow. Now, I also heard that you spearheaded, I guess it might be the word, a group of yeah. people to get fabric made now. Yeah. I didn't quite understand all the details of that. Could you explain it?
1: Sure. I'd be happy to. So once you get your designs repeating and you're excited about them, there's a lot of uh, print-on-demand sites you can go to to get your fabric printed at retail prices. And so I was pretty excited about that and thought, okay, well, let's see what's out there. And so I sent my designs off to a few of the different companies and I was really actually disappointed in the quality of the fabric when I got them back. I just thought they were rough and they wouldn't hold up in a quilt after a while. I was just kind of sad and paying full retail prices for my designs to be printed. I just felt There's got to be something better than that. So as the rep for quilt companies, I knew that what the wholesale prices were out there. So I went back to the different companies that I worked for and found one of them that, yeah, actually did do a print-on-demand site. And if you got a few yards printed, it would be retail price. But I also noticed on their website A line saying, if you'd like to get 2,000 or more yards printed, call us for details on pricing. And so I thought, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I I knew that I wouldn't want to get 2,000 of one design printed. So I went to them first and I sent them an email and I said, can I break that up into different patterns? And they came back with the answer, yes. This was Paintbrush Studio that I went to and then i thought okay so if i did 2000 yards of fabric at one time how much would the price be and it was at a wholesale price which i was pretty excited about and then i thought all right so i'm still not going to be able to afford 2000 yards of fabric and i thought all these wonderful ladies that i've met and are in ann's group and i thought maybe some of them would like to get some of their fabric printed. So I asked them, the, the hard question was, can I group up with a bunch of artists and would you be willing to ship their fabric directly to them? And is there possibly a way that they could actually pay you directly and I wouldn't have to be the middle person? And they said, absolutely, yes, for sure. So that was so exciting. With Anne's help, We spread the word through the different groups to let them know that this was a possibility. And within about two and a half months, I was able to get enough ladies together. We ended up with 74 different designs and over 2,000 yards of fabric. And even Anne was able to get some of her designs printed. And we just actually got them back within the last... A couple weeks and everybody's so excited about how beautiful the fabric is and feels and the quality is just amazing and that we were able to get it at a wholesale price so that they can put it on their own Etsy shops or make their own products or go to their own guild meetings and sell their fabric for retail prices. So it's been super exciting. That is.
0: Now was there a minimum per
1: person? that was kind of funny because it started out that they wanted a hundred yards per design. And I talked them down to, they said, you know, actually we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought to make it easy that we should just keep it at 25 yards minimum per design, which it really isn't that much fabric. It's basically like two bolts of fabric at a quilt shop. And some of the ladies like, oh, that's way too much fabric. I'm Like, no, you use eight yards of fabric usually on the back of a quilt. So you can go through it fast. And they all agreed. And so we did a minimum of 25 yards per design. Some of them got 50, some of them got 100, just depending on what they wanted to do. It's just been so wonderful. There has been a few hiccups, a couple designs that we had to remake because they just weren't able to be processed correctly. So we fixed those. But besides that, Paintbrush Studio has actually been very kind and wonderful and helped with every step of the way.
0: That is so neat. It sounded exciting when I heard about it. And I knew you were in the middle of working on all that when I first contacted you. So I was excited to hear how that all went.
1: It is. And it's just so fun to hear from the ladies right now. They're all starting to dig into their bolts and make things. And they're just blown away about how beautiful it is. Well, there's a few of them that are not quilters. Some of them aren't even sewers, but they wanted to be able to see what their designs would look like on fabric. But there was one seamstress that was just like, well, I don't really want to do this because I don't know what I'm going to do with quilting fabric. I make blouses and I make dresses and I have no idea what I am going to do with this. I'm like, you know quilting fabric is pretty amazing these days. There's a lot of people that make blouses and dresses out of their quilting fabric. And she just did not believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so kind and she put up two of her patterns and got her bolts. And next thing I know, it, we did a Zoom call and she had the most beautiful blouse with her two fabrics in the blouse. And she's like, this is the most beautiful fabric I've ever felt. Wow. (laughs) And I'm like, that is, I'm so relieved and so happy. Yeah, so that was exciting.
0: I know you said you had used other companies and had gotten fabric back, but you knew that this was good fabric. Was it a super exciting time when those fabrics came in the mail or had you experienced that before when you're... Pattern had come back.
1: Well, yeah, from these other companies, I did get, you know, a couple of yards at 12, $15 a yard. That was pretty expensive. And it was really fun seeing the designs on the fabric for the first time. But it didn't beat when you got that bolt with your selvage name on the selvage. And to fill the fabric and just know that it's going to be good quality in any quilt or anything you make with it. It was so exciting to see that bolt of fabric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never thought about your name being on the
1: selvage. Yeah, yeah, that was so exciting. They let us make our own designs for the selvage edge. So that was even a little bit more. Oh, that's really neat. So we are planning to do it again, probably April, March time. So if there's anybody out there that wants to join us, we're more than welcome to have new people join us.
0: In those classes that you mentioned about from Ann and Bonnie, are those Mm -hmm. still available if people wanted to get into that?
1: They are. I know that Bonnie usually, I'm thinking it's February time range, that she usually has her eight-week class. And then Ann does it twice a year, both in October and in May. So it comes up really fast. Mm -hmm. and And it is a hands-on class, so you do need to dedicate your time with it. But she does record all the classes, so if you can't take it live, you work. You can always come home and take the classes at any time that you need to.
0: Neat. I just can't imagine how fun that would be to come up with an idea and then actually see it on fabric, so that would be fun. Yeah.
1: And to be able to sit down and dedicate that time to actually just learn the process, it was actually a lot of fun. And tagline is, it's never too late to create. So no matter what age you're at, she recommends that you just get out there and do it. She says, we can do hard things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great saying. And I was curious, is your business a family business or just you?
1: It's just me. Well, I have to say, my sister does make quilting patterns for me. She designs the patterns so that I can put them into the computerized system of Statler. So I do have some patterns that are exclusive to me, which is kind of fun. And she has actually sold her patterns to a site that you can pick up her patterns. Her name is Karen Cody, and it's Karen with a C. That's probably as much of a family affair as it is. Yeah. Now, are those called pentagrams? The pentagrams are what quilters use when they're hand-guided machines, and they can be printed out into a pentagram. They're just patterns Okay, on the Statler.
0: Now, where can I go to find your business?
1: You can go to aquiltlife.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Quilt Life with Susan Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, aquiltlife. And you can also Facebook me as Susan Palmer also. Great. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Well, you know, one thing that I hadn't mentioned and I probably should mention, I've talked about Kama Beach State Park. And there's also another wonderful group in the town of Mukilteo, which is between me and Seattle. And they have a wonderful guild there. And every other year, they have a wonderful tour. It's called the Mukilteo Garden and Quilt Tour. Well, it was actually my brainchild, I guess I could say, and it's probably one of the most popular events that Teal has. The city just loves it and helps support it every time we have it. But it's a lot of fun. We put our quilts in people's gardens. It's just wonderful to see how gardens and quilts go so well together.
0: Oh, neat! That's why, looking through your pictures, you had some really neat settings for quilts yeah exactly wow thanks so much for joining me on a quilter's life I really enjoyed visiting with you
1: this has been really fun thank you for asking me Uh uh-huh bye-bye bye